A very good morning to you and welcome to the final Money Talk Extra in the current series. On today's programme, we're going to recap some of our top money management tips from the past series to help you become a better saver, smarter investor and plan your financial goals. Jimmy Lamb meets a listener and discusses his financial concerns. Finally, I'll take a look at evidence-based investing and see how it differs from traditional active investing. Thanks for all your emails over the past couple of years. And over the past two years on Money Talk Extra, we've tried to bring you sound money management advice on issues such as how to manage debt, spending and saving wisely, and how to make your household finances stretch further. Our very first guest on Money Talk Extra was David Kneebone, General Manager of the Investor and Financial Education Council. And he's been a regular contributor to the programme since then, bringing you plenty of sensible advice. He joins me again now. Good morning, David. Good morning, Peter. David, we've discussed many topics over the last couple of years. I wonder if you could wrap this up by recapping some of your best tips for how to manage our money better. Oh, sure. It'll be a pleasure. I'll have a go. I think the first thing, Peter, to note, and one thing we encourage uh, anyone to consider initially, is financial goal setting. Um, whether it be short term for something you've got coming up in six months, in the midterm, three to five years, all the all important long term goals. And when you think about financial goals, I think there's two key things. One, deciding what they should be, recording, and then also maybe talking to others about them. Recording what those goals are, there's a lot of evidence shows that once you write them down, put them in your phone with alerts, put them in your calendar with reminders, or put them on the fridge, whatever works for you, it doesn't matter. But doing it and then sharing those sharing those goals with those that are important to you, usually your partner in life, is a really crucial first step. The second step um, can be, it sounds really simple, but it's true for all of us, spending less than you earn. It's really, really important. <laughs> a lot of people don't do that, no, do no. they? <laughs> no, when you get into the habit of doing it, it does make a substantial difference. And we can see many Hong Kongers overextending themselves currently. Now, the best way of doing that is to have a budget. Um, I personally would start with an annual budget, and then I'd go back and break it down by pay cycles. Um, mm. So you're paid monthly. It could be fortnightly. We've all got annual expenses. We've got monthly expenses. We've got weekly expenses. And you have to make sure that some of the big ticket items, like tax, are accrued for, and you've got enough money to pay for them, ideally. Mm. There's many, many others, as we know, right down to the rent you might pay or the food you need each week or your child's school expenses. Making sure you can cover what you need to is crucial. Then you can make decisions about what needs to occur, be it your income increase or your expenditure decrease. And please be honest. And it's one of those things that's really important in a family. If you like going to Happy Valley and spending money on the races on a Wednesday night, put it in your budget. So you should really save receipts, shouldn't you? And, and because they remind you of what you've spent. And, and as you say, put it in a spreadsheet because you're often surprised at the end of the month. Did I really spend that amount on going horse racing at Happy Valley or whatever your hobby is? That's one way of doing it. Absolutely. And that works for many people. Another way is to use a money tracker app. The Chin family's got one. There's other great products available internationally that take the data out of your bank account and do that for you. Mm. So it depends on what systems you use. 
if you're a cash user, yes, receipts are a really good idea. They're really helpful. If you use uh, electronic means to pay for everything, which is becoming more and more common here in Hong Kong, then there are other options as well. But being on top of it and being in control really helps. Now, when we've spoken about this before, about um, making sure that you spend less than you earn, I've had people say to me, well, that's all well and good, but I'm really struggling to make ends meet. I just don't earn enough even to cover sometimes mm. basic expenses. What can you do? Well, I think the key thing is to, to, to be absolutely honest. And if you know that your basic expenses are beyond what, you're current, what you currently have coming in, you've got no option but to curtail some key expenses mm. or to seek other ways of getting money in. I mean, those are your only two options. Now, there is support available from some areas within the Hong Kong government. There is support available from some non-government organisations. Uh, it's not as prevalent as what it is in other developed economies, that must be said. But I find the Hong Kong community is a very caring community. And um, when you go looking, I think you, you may find some, some good help in mm. certain at certain points, particularly with some um, religious groups. Now, that leads on nicely to the next topic, which is really about debt, isn't it? Because when people don't uh, spend less than they earn, they get into debt. Yes. And debt, unfortunately, and this is really the third area, thanks for bringing it up, that is, is so key. Um, if you're a watcher of local television, you would have seen the oh, prolific number of money lender advertisements that are occurring every single night, particularly in, in prime time. The temptation to get money quickly and at unfortunately high interest is there and waiting for many people and several are taking it up. Credit card debt is on the rise in Hong Kong and a number of people stu still don't quite realise that you've got to do more than just pay the minimum payment. Our mortgage debt is actually less of an issue in Hong Kong than it is in, in some other economies. It's a very low cost debt, but obviously very big when you consider the size of apartments. Some of the key rules about debt are get on top of it, rank your debt high interest to low interest, and make sure you pay off the high interest debts first. I think a really key thing is that doesn't mean ignore low interest debts because you have to still keep making payments. Mm. But before you enter into an agreement, please, please make sure that you're very, very clear on the terms and conditions of repayments. What happens if you default? And who is the uh, who is what you may have to put up for a guarantee or anything of that nature? We've heard some unfortunate horror stories where relatives... Um, uh, have been targeted, unfortunately, when someone can't pay the debt in a family and um, leave alone property being repossessed and a variety of other things. Uh, and it often comes down to not telling others that you were going into that debt or not understanding really the ramifications of the product, uh, the term, leave alone the payments. It would be ideal in any situation, if you can, to estimate the total cost of interest for that debt. Um, now, if we're not in debt already, then we've got a chance, presumably, to build up some savings. What would you recommend there? Well, Hong Kong is a brilliant savers. I must admit, it's been one of the, the joys for me in the five years I've been here is um, noting that uh, it's a really intuitive skill. And I think there's one key thing, though. Um, we can see a savings rate drop amongst 18 to 29-year-olds. Um, 
which is uh, not of too much concern yet, not as much as long-term planning amongst the same group. If you if you save, how much should you save is probably the key thing. Always make sure you've got in, in the short term at least three to six months of household expenses mm-hmm. in an emergency fund. So if you suffer any form of life shock, and it's not just you, it could happen to another member of your family, can you cover basic costs for that period? Now, in terms of other long-term savings, yeah. Look, if you're contemplating an apartment purchase, leave alone um, a lot of travel, leave alone retirement and various other things, then um, there are some really key savings goals. And your fifth and final tip? Uh, Protect your wealth and then grow it. Insurance is crucial. Um, Don't be scared of it, but do make sure that you understand not only life insurance and medical insurance, but income protection and other options available to you. Protect what you have. And then... Investing, which is, uh, in some ways, you'd say, why would you leave this until the end? Well, it's possibly the most important uh, of all the tips to many Hong Kongers. Um, There are so many investing options. One out of every two adults invest directly in the stock market in Hong Kong. They've purchased a share in the last 12 months. It's very common. Most IPOs are oversubscribed. People have a very high risk tolerance in Hong Kong for investing. But know your risk tolerance. Be clear. Also understand maybe that when you're young, you've got the, the great asset of time. Um, if you make a mistake, you can probably rectify it in time. So that means you may want to consider more growth-related options. As you move towards retirement, maybe that's when we consider more conservative options. Thanks very much, David. You're welcome. That was David Kneebone, General Manager of the Investor and Financial Education Council.